You're listening to the Dive Bomb Podcast. G'day and welcome to episode 23 of the Dive Bomb Podcast. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Varuna James. We're here to do our review of the Turkish Grand Prix from 2021, Wet Turkey 2.0, as we had a wet turkey last year, and now we have a wet turkey this year. So I'm here with the boys. We just uh, had Thanksgiving over here in Canada, so we had uh, we're a couple fresh, wet turkeys, fresh off some turkeys as well. Yeah. Um, so any of our Canadian fellow Canadian listeners out there, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. And uh, yeah, how we doing, boys? Varun, how you doing? Oh, couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Full of uh, full of turkey and had your fill this weekend. Absolutely. And James? Always better than dried turkey. Mm. Nothing worse Moist than dry turkey, turkey is better. I wouldn't say wet turkey is good to eat, but moist turkey is good moist to eat. Moist turkey, yeah. Yeah, and I would say this was more of a moist turkey race, even though, yes. but it wasn't as good as a wet turkey race. So there's the contrast yeah. there. Yes. A moist turkey to eat, but a wet turkey to watch yeah. Watch drive. So we had a, we had a, a pretty, pretty fun weekend, I think. At the end of the day, the race was uh, not the most exciting in the year, but it had a lot of, um, a lot of, pre- like, lo- the outcomes meant a lot when it comes to the, yeah. the title race and everything like that. So that would be kind of the overall. I'd say it was probably only like a two star race if you're actually to watch it back. But at the end of the day, like we're still looking at that constructors uh, yeah. and uh, drivers championships with our mouths just frothing yeah. like a fresh turkey getting placed <laughs> yeah, on the plate. Exactly. That was um, a generous rating too. It was. It was no, something. I, I feel like, at the end of, like, considering the track itself isn't really, like, an overtaking track, we saw some moves, so it wasn't, yeah. like, a one-star race. Like, a one-star race would be, like, where I'm actually sleeping, you know? Like, yeah. it would have to be pretty bad to be one-star. That would be, like, a usual, like, you know, your Sochi, your Paul Ricard, that type of Yeah, deal. Paul Ricard, I feel yeah. like, it's a one-star yeah. every time. Paul sure. Ricard, Sochi, any other year but this year. Sochi, Sochi yeah. Decent. After this year, I gotta yeah. give it, like, I gotta give it some props. Yep. Don't mean to put any disrespect on Sochi's name. Yeah, for sure. Putin, please don't come after me, but <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to uh, excuse us as, uh, again, our fellow Canadian fans, it's opening night tonight for the NHL, the hockey season. So we're here uh, recording between periods. And so we've got our two favorite sports on TV right now. And yeah. the, again, we've said multiple times in this podcast that we're dedicated to Formula One. We're, we're sitting here recording a podcast uh, in between games. So... Uh, this is this is a lifestyle. This yeah. is a lifestyle. The liquid us. diet is in full effect tonight. Yeah, sure. big time, big time. Um, so yeah, boys, we might as well dive into the weekend. Obviously, uh, the major contrast we've already hinted to is, you know, last last time out we had uh, in twenty twenty, the Turkish Grand Prix we had a fresh tarmac, a fresh circuit, mm-hmm. and it made for slipperyness uh, to begin with, and then we also had more rain. So. That was very interesting. This year, the the surface didn't seem honestly too much better. Um, we had a little less rain, but we saw pretty much inter running for like the majority of the meaningful um, sessions sessions this yeah. weekend. Uh, we did see obviously in qualies we saw um, slicks and stuff like that. But what I want, I mean, there's not too much to say. I think about qualies and practice and stuff. The one thing I want to say, and I'll let you guys know if you agree with me or have anything to add, but. This looked like a typical like Friday Saturday twenty twenty Mercedes yes. dominating. Yeah. Like it just like, having you, you can just look at the result at the yeah. end of the race and you know what's gonna happen. Exactly. Right. It was like Mercedes P one P two and Max saying he couldn't have done any better. Exactly. Yeah. So I was gonna bring that up. The uh, Max's interviews. 
it was literally copy and paste from 2020 where we saw he was like three or four tenths off and it was like oh we're still yeah. trying they're fast they're fast so yeah um it was very kind of weird to see because it was almost like is are you sure we're watching in 2021 yeah having flashbacks all yeah over again. exactly um so when it comes to friday saturday not too much to note um obviously the the track itself i wouldn't say it's like a blinder to see for qualities like some tracks are built for qualities i wouldn't say turkey is i would say it's like more of a like a tactical track where you have to like yeah. time your pit stops in the race right i wouldn't say it's like a, a flashy circuit by any means um lots of corners obviously we saw some spins uh obviously in the in the wet in some of the sessions as well but overall not too much to note on friday saturday um heading into sunday we had Lewis, who had taken pole, but had to drop to a 10-place grid penalty, so he'd be starting in P11 because of that. Um, and that was kind of the big storyline of the weekend when it came to the top two in the driver's standings, boys. We had, obviously, him and Max are still in a very tight battle. Max has taken his penalties for his power unit, yeah. so this was kind of Lewis's turn. Uh, unfortunately for Mercedes, like Turkey's not a track where you're really able to do a lot of overtaking so it was going to be a tough task to begin with and then on top of that we had a wet turkey forecast so uh it was a lot harder right off the bat we, we knew lewis was in for a, a really big challenge um so i think maybe like that's obviously not maybe it definitely was the biggest storyline of this race was trying to watch lewis uh make his way through the field and yeah. it was halted a lot of different times so i feel like if we're if we're talking about the race boys there's no better place to to start a review than Lewis's battle that he tried to make and it started with uh, the, the boy, boy next, next door the boy next door Yuki Sonoda Yuki he, Sonoda came knocking and yeah. said hey Lewis we're staying home this evening yeah so for eight laps 100% one <laughs> of the highlights I would have said from Saturday is seeing both Alpha Tauri's in Q3 mm-hmm. uh, Yuki you know hasn't really been super consistent but seeing him up in there uh, starting a little bit higher than Lewis after his grid penalty was cool and then we also got to see a great yeah. battle we saw a great display of defense from yuki unfortunately it was followed up by a spin that dropped him yes. down <laughs> but um, he did his job he did is, which what it was and i also i saw, mean his job would have been to get some points but yeah <laughs> but i saw his comments after the race and he's like i want max to win i want honda to come out on top at the end of this year so he did he did as much as he could and he did his he, he served his purpose for what it was. Speaking of Honda, we have to talk about the Red Bull. Oh, oh man. We sexy. We gotta, oh, my We gotta say, um, you know, we've, we shared a lot. Uh, we had about, I would say, one of our most uh, engaged posts was we shared the uh, Red Bull, the new Red Bull livery and asked you guys your thoughts on our social media. And we had about 15 to 20 ratings and everyone was just full bar loving it. 10 out of 10. So yeah. I'm glad that we saw a consensus on that because most times liveries, there's like people that are like, oh my God, that's not great but this one was beautiful yeah. to see it in japan would have been oh, epic because oh. we haven't seen a race at japan yet live yeah. yeah uh not meaning like on tv obviously we haven't been to japan but um <laughs> uh like that that race shot that, if we would have seen that livery that would have been, been absolutely phenomenal. phenomenal yeah um so yeah back to our, our our little japanese friend uh yuki Sonoda. he obviously did show uh, a great first battle i think it was a good like seven or eight laps he was yeah, keeping those behind yeah. um and he was able to um, to keep him behind and show some very nice car placement to get him to, to keep him behind. The rest of the field, I'm trying to remember if there was anyone else that really put up a fight. But no, even, I think Gasly did a little bit. Gasly did a, 
Well, did he get up? I don't even. I, I don't think, think it was just got pits. Up there. I think it was just pits that. Yeah. He had that five second penalty from the start. Yeah. And I don't really think anything really came of it. But it was just a good weekend from Alpha Towery altogether. Because mm-hmm. I remember Pierre was pissed, leaving Sochi. Was it yeah. Sochi last race? He yeah, was very livid. He, yeah. I've never seen him that mad. Yeah. And so the fact they put a solid weekend together and and having Pierre, I think he finished what was it? Uh, P. P six. P six. Yeah, he was. He was quite. And he could have been higher if he didn't have. If that he penalty. didn't have that penalty, exactly. Yeah. So like, overall, AlphaTauri, unbelievable job for this weekend and bagged some points. P six. Like that's a healthy amount of points for that mid midfield team. So yeah, for sure. And Pierre just continuing to prove his worth. Oh. Uh, that that man, I don't know if he's ever going to get that Red Bull seat back, but he needs to like spread his wings and fly at some point. Like, yeah, he, they they're sure. trying to hold him on for as long as possible in that farm. He is so damn good in this team. Well, I just want to see what he would be like on a contender. Exactly, especially with the new regulations coming. Like he's never going to get like the A one car if he stays in a B team. Yeah. So I want to say I want to see how well he would do on a contender with a longer leash. Yeah, is what I should say because he sure. was at one point in time for sure. Yeah. Um, and another thing just to kind of caveat off that is that like Sergio Perez this weekend was able to pull through and had a good weekend, one that we were Mm -hmm. used to seeing him have last year. But if you were to look at this race result and you were to see that Perez didn't finish where he did, um, we would have been looking at a Gasly's finishing position being so high and B Valtteri Bottas. Uh, Bottas. (laughs) I know we're going to get a trip for that. Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas. uh, Finishing in P1, which... Uh, that has to be another main big storyline for us for this race review is uh, I said it before the weekend to James when we were going out golfing that I think this might be his mm-hmm. only chance with Lewis taking this massive grid penalty to actually secure a win this year and it could be it could be his last ever, ever. win in ever. Formula One his 10th win of his career um, could be his last with Mercedes could be his last ever unless Alfa Romeo finds some kind of rocket ship to <laughs> strap to the back of their their car for next weekend or next year but, um, yeah, very clinical result for him. Yeah. He didn't really put a foot wrong, just did a great race. He was always out front of He had one Max. skirt. One, he had one, one skirt yeah. in turn one, like 50 laps in, and that was it. Yeah. He, he was doing a good job. And that's just crazy to think, too. Like, you saying that, that it could be his last win ever yeah. in Formula 1, just, like, puts it into perspective, because it feels like he's been with Mercedes forever, and, you know, he's got a lot of wins, but... Yeah, with the way the rest of the season is going to shape out and yeah. um, obviously going to Alfa Romeo next year. I don't know. We've got to give props to our boy Valtteri. He's been a good uh, loyal soldier. <laughs> and the week yeah. they needed him to show up, yeah. he finally did. So, For sure. Yeah. And he's, was... he's definitely been, like, I know he, he gets a lot of flack, but he's been an asset to Mercedes for sure, and like especially yeah. oh, this year with the the battle they have going on. Yeah, we have to again. We contrast the last year's Turkish race. He spun, I think, six or seven <laughs> times. Yeah. The fact that this year he can put it together and do what he did is is impressive. And come clutch when Lewis is starting down mm-hmm. the grid. So yeah, for sure. And uh, we we obviously look to the second seat at Red Bull. Uh, that Checo's finishing and say if Valtteri didn't convert that win, we would have seen a one-two from the Red Bull boys. So you just look at it from that side of the coin too, guys. And it's like, that would have been such a jump in the yeah. constructors. Uh, if Valtteri DNF'd or something and like drivers. that. And drivers. And the drivers as yeah, well. Yeah, extra so, seven points would have been huge for Max. Yeah, 100%. And for Sergio even, uh, making his way up the, the drivers cha- uh, drivers championship. Yeah. Um, so that's really the storyline with the two big teams. Um, we'll mention it again at the end of the episode because I feel like we can't, we can't stress this enough. But the fact that last season... 
Lewis clinched the driver's championship at Turkey, and this season he comes out of Turkey behind Max Verstappen. P2 in the driver's championship is, again, we're frothing at the mouth. We're ready. We're ready for the rest of this year, um, and we're excited. We got a couple double headers to finish it out, and we could not be more excited to see how this ends yeah. up. The fact that we're here now is not something we ever would have predicted at the start of the season. So uh, I mean, I mean, we did predict uh, Monza, Daniel Ricardo, but <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that every other episode too. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that's. I wanted to say the podium, seeing like the black Mercedes with the two white uh, Red Bulls on yeah. the side was just. It, that looked so yeah. sexy. It was, it was like the devil and the angels. Like, that's what it was <laughs> that, to me. But For you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me, at least. But yeah, it was, it was very good for Sergio to finally get on that podium again. I think it was June, the last time he was on a podium. And, no, it was uh, oh, uh, France. France, yes. Yeah, so it was been a long time coming for him. And he, 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 yeah, you can see after the race, he was like, oh, like, about time. Like, he, yeah. he was waiting for it for a long time. So Big it was time. nice to see it. And we mentioned it just uh, just earlier uh, before we talked about Lewis's charge through the field, but we also had another charge through the field from my boy Carlos Sainz, who took oh, a yes. grid penalty as well and was last place to start this race. And he did get driver of the day, no surprise uh, there, but also his first ever driver of the day in Formula One, uh, making his way through the field. He jumped up, I think, into like the top three for the season in overtakes because yeah. of this race. Like he just was wow. an absolute machine. He was in the top 10 after like 16 laps. Yeah. It was, was fantastic. Well, I looked over at you when you we were watching, and I was like, why is Carlos Sainz the fastest driver on the grid right now? Yeah. Like, he was just unbelievable. He's barging, putting the, his elbows out. The chili was fuego. Vamos. Vamos, Carlos. Vamos. De vamos. Mucho vamos. <laughs> <laughs> it was great racing from him. It was yeah. fantastic. Great racing from him. Yeah. We, we, it's worth mentioning, too, the Ferrari has a new upgraded power unit and it's looked to, to do wonders this weekend they did look relatively yep. quick uh especially compared to their mclaren rivals uh our yep. team in, in p3 of the constructors they they looked very good um qualied well qualied well charles had a really good race he gambled almost gambled oh. the whole race on staying out for 58 laps on the inters <laughs> and could have won if that caved off yeah. but um, charles if you finish Ahead of P two, your P one. Yes. Yeah, your 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 P one. <laughs> what a call from his engineer. Yeah. A, yeah. a oh, little bit of miscommunication on that such one. A but, meme. Oh. Yeah. But speaking of tire gambles, can we talk about a gamble that didn't go so well mm. in mysterious Sebastian battle? <laughs> oh man. That was probably the most meme worthy moment of the race, I think oh. for me. It was when he came out on the slicks and it was just getting passed by cars like he was driving a tricycle or something yeah and and the subtitles for his onboard just goes or his radio goes it's not working yeah this was <laughs> like yeah no car. shit we that was the moment he knew he yeah fucked up. yeah he just wanted to finish next to mick that's all he wanted <laughs> yeah. to do he's so cute they've been he's scary close this year i feel yeah. like uh, Seb's probably not too happy about no. that to be honest that has is terrible. Yeah, so maybe yeah. Mick's going to have to start giving Seb some advice real soon well uh, we <laughs> were saying too the fact that he came out on those slicks like barely made it back to the pits skirted in the pit lane and still came out in front of the houses is like yeah that's is so sad it shows how far yeah. a little far yeah. behind they are uh but back to the scarlet red there um mm-hmm. obviously we we mentioned charles staying out ended up pitting late and fi- finishing p4 it's just an absolutely yeah. beautiful result for them and then lando or uh carlos sorry making his way through the field um we just can't understate enough how cool that was to watch yeah and i just want to say i think carlos is probably like of all the changes 
that drivers did from 2020 to 2021, I think he is, or just overall, like, he is probably the best teammate you could possibly have. Absolutely. He, he gave Charles that toe in Kualis to get him into Q3. Yeah. And he's, I feel like he's just so good to get on with. Like, he's he's just so friendly. Just no, I, lo- I love Carlos. 100%. And Aaron, you've sniped him since the beginning. Yeah. He's yep, your driver. You. I also called him to have love the him. best year. If you watch our midfield yep. predictions again, I said he would have the most comfortable time fitting in. Because, uh, and like, so far, so good. We, we talked about how we became fans of the sport. A lot of it was, like, Formula uh, One drive to survive. And that gave us, like, the personalities, right? So mm-hmm. we chose these people based on, like, personalities. But I honestly feel like having a easy to get along with personality makes your integration into a new team that much easier yeah. too. And Carlos has had a lot of practice up yeah, going yeah. Red Bull, Renault, yeah, McLaren, honestly. Ferrari, like Renault mid season too. Yeah, he just jumped in mid season. No, honestly, and it's so like, I think for me, he was underrated as a driver when I watched the show because he still he does is very, very underrated. Well, underrated. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not anymore. The last couple of races, but he's yeah, always been extremely underrated. But I mean, underrated. I think like when I was watching the show, I was, <laughs> Focused on the drivers who showed a lot of personality. Yeah. And not to say he doesn't, but like he's he's way more subdued. So I think that's why I didn't notice him as much in the show. Mm-hmm. But now it just goes to show he's like, like a family man. Exactly. Yeah. And how important that is for a team when you just want to like ha- have quality results, not be in the headlines all the time for shit you did or said. Yeah. Or like, you know, in racing incidents. The guy just came into a new team and is doing his job. And I, it's like you said, James, that's such a great asset for Furry to have. And yeah. I think like now the personality that has really shines through is that he's just a team guy yeah. and um, just delivers quality results. And he's currently ahead of Charles by 0.5 yeah. points. Yeah. Half a point ahead. Yeah, so he like w- he just he's just so good. I love yeah. Carlos. They're yeah. driver the lining too. Like Ferrari, it's just Oh, they're set for years yeah. to come. Two years great come. young drivers. But also too, like who would have guessed that, you know, him being a Red Bull junior driver who would have guessed yeah. that he would have ended up being yeah. one of the top Ferrari drivers like at in twenty twenty one? You couldn't have yeah. you couldn't have wrote it. No. And then also the fact that he comes in and now he's performing how he is, and like you guys said, they look like they have some plans for the future. And Ferrari is one of those teams where there's always guys that you're they're like looking gunning for your seat you know like yeah. it's arguably the most popular seat in formula yeah. one oh, even and though think about their junior program too yeah like, exactly so many guys well yeah. mick schumacher yeah. yeah yeah uh that's a cool name yeah <laughs> schumacher driving a ferrari have. i've never heard of that yeah before. that's a yeah. cool yeah. that's a good idea <laughs> yeah but ferrari's definitely setting themselves up for the future like yeah. they got two horses on the grid and then two yeah. stallions driving those cars big time and and mick up coming up too he's a stallion dude yeah yeah if uh, I think we talked about in the last episode with the Schumacher documentary, I don't know if we did actually, but yeah, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched it, and you're a Formula One fan, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah. uh, we watched it day one. It oh. was the minute it came out in Canada, uh, we were we were all over it. So definitely give yeah. that a watch. It was an emotional, yeah, get emotional the tissues. Journey. Yeah, yeah. Get the Kleenex but ready. It make if you weren't already a fan of Mick Schumacher, which how couldn't you be? You will be after this. So, um, so yeah, boys, that's good for the the the, the Scarlet Red team and uh moving on to our boys had a tough weekend the papaya orange the papaya orange the mclaren boys um i think they expected this weekend to be a little tough it's just not really a circuit that suited to their car so we we were expecting their weekend to be a little tougher their qualities were not even close to as as normal as they usually are daniel out in q1 he just said i'll take the engine penalty send me to the back yeah uh, even then like yeah that wasn't necessarily his fault but i don't even think he would have made it out of q2 um, so Lando barely made it into yeah. the top 10. So it was uh, one of those weekends for them. But 
uh, you know, they'll come back. There's a lot more races left. and But it just goes to show that, you know, we see this battle for P3 and the constructors. It's real. There's no backing down from Ferrari. This new power unit is legitimate. Uh, it's going to help them in the straights against the McLaren, where I think they were lacking the most. And then obviously in high-speed corners, we know the Ferrari's been absolutely money this year. Uh, so they showed it this year or at this race because Turkey does have a lot of high speed corners. So uh, that was the big kind of advantage they had. I don't think there's too much else to say when it comes to the boys. Like just I mean, a quiet race from both of them. Yeah, and we can cut them a bit of slack after the weekends they just had oh, before yeah. this. Yeah. So they've definitely afforded themselves the the opportunity. I would say to just like have an off week. Yeah, off and weekend I should say, and uh, still be like competitive right there in the battle for, for sure. And we're looking. Uh, forward to the tracks in the you know the next coming weeks i think it's going to be really cool to see like uh for example a new track like qatar that has a lot of like high speed uh straights yeah we'll see how much that new ferrari power unit can keep up with the mclaren mercedes power unit i think it'll be really cool to see that battle the fact that we have those two battles to watch for the top three uh in the constructors and then obviously p1 in the constructors is just awesome um we talked a little bit about the aston martin team as well uh, Lance Stroll actually had a pretty decent weekend coming home in P9. It's just been so hard to come by with points for him this year. So mm-hmm. he had a really nice qualifying. He likes this track, obviously, with taking his first pole there last season. Um, wasn't too much to note in the race. He kind of was a quiet, which is what we like to see from Lance because usually he's getting into you know, penalties or just skirting himself in the wall sometimes or hitting people just randomly. Tire popping in back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Yeah, and just a little note about the Aston Martin team. I know we didn't really get to our little news uh newsroom segment this week, but a bit of news for the Aston Martin team. They broke ground on their brand new factory uh very yeah. recently. So it'll be interesting to see just like we've we've all obviously heard about, you know, the amount of money that um Lawrence Stroll. Stroll has invested in that yeah. team and a, a brand new factory. Like obviously a sport that's as capital intensive as this one mm-hmm. uh who knows like well i would say i would argue that there's there isn't many more teams that have more buzz around them than aston martin when it comes to them taking a run at this sport for yeah. next season i think uh i have high hopes for them next year and yeah. you guys will see it yeah uh in our we'll do obviously our off-season predictions again this off-season and uh i think there'll be a team where we were high on them coming yeah, into this year. Yeah, it was a letdown we this were, year. We were, we were. Um, but also you had to think that they might have kind of sandbagged a bit and looked towards next season, which... Could be. Could be, yeah. you know, as a new new capital venture almost, you're looking towards, like, how are you going to be sustainably good, not just good over exactly. one year. So, yeah. and, it's, um, and you have a world champion and... Exactly. exactly. You're just trying to absorb as much as you can from Seb and just kind of yeah. relay that into years of his success. Yeah. And it's great to see that they have, like management and ownership that are investing to make the team competitive as a yes. sense fan for all you, sense for you hockey fans out there you'll know that <laughs> it's it's not always a given and it's definitely a luxury so yeah for sure um and then obviously with the boys in the blue we had the alpine renault team and we had a big gamble like james and i like to gamble every weekend on formula yeah. one uh esteban Ocon ended up going all the laps all he only did 57 because he was a lap behind but 57 laps on one set of inters which if you guys know the rules if it's a wet race you do not have to pit you can stay out on the same set of wets or uh, intermediate tires and turn them into intermediums as james likes to point out all the time intermediums intermediate or slinker medius slinker medius that's what the formula one uh formula inter slicks i think inter- that was the, was that official it? yeah i thought it was slicker mediums <laughs> intermediates 
uh, something like that, something like that. Anyways, um, we saw obviously the pictures coming off of uh, those cars this weekend from the middle of the tire just being absolutely bald and then the outskirts still having a little bit of tread left. So it was pretty funny to see that. But Ocon ends up nicking a point after absolutely falling down the order. Mm-hmm. And I think, boys, this is, you know, there wasn't too much talking points for the rest of the grid, but we do yeah. have to talk about the gamble that Esteban Ocon made to stay out and then contrast it to the tire change that ended up happening with Lewis, where mm-hmm. it looked like he might have been in a position to win the race or at least beat Max. And they ended up saying, like, he ended up um, being told by his engineer to come in and he ended up staying out. He stayed out um, for like eight or nine more laps. I feel, yeah, like before he finally finally did, did come in, and I honestly feel like, for me, uh, I'll give my take first. Mm-hmm. I think if he would have stayed out, we would have seen that performance drop off, and he probably would have finished P five anyways. Yeah. So I think it was worth it, and probably safer for him to get his new tires on, new boots, and then you know you're not risking a tire pop, you're not risking like skirting off and DNFing. Yeah. You're still gonna take those points. Uh, lived fight another day as they say it's a you know he didn't necessarily do it in Baku but it was a a marathon not a sprint (laughs) when he Mm -hmm. went went wide in that corner but um that that's kind of my take on it boys yeah I feel like that's exactly it it's just they you're doing a season-long event yeah get as many points in the bag as you possibly can don't risk getting that goose egg Mm mm-hmm and keep it close. Yeah. Like the Mercedes just wanted to make sure you, you like you took your engine penalty, that's over with. Yeah. Get as many points as you can, limit the damage, move on to the next race. Like it's I and I felt like they were like you said, he was probably gonna be P five regardless. Like that performance was gonna drop off at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Like you saw it with Esteban, it was probably gonna be the same thing. Yeah. So it, it was just a matter of time for it to happen and it was the safest thing to do and I I think he should have done it when they originally said to do it. And then Lewis, obviously not at the time, he didn't have all the information. I'm sure he's gotten all the, the debriefings and yeah, he was yeah. able to like absorb yeah, it. For sure. But like he was pissed well, he, after. I think he, a lot of it too was like you, we only got bits of what was said between them and they, the classic F1 like of course, dramatized yeah. it to be more than it was. He ended up making like a release on his Instagram. He like made a post saying or like a story that said like, listen, you guys didn't get the whole story. Like it was over dramatized for the media. And this is kind of like what actually went down. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of ins and outs. It boils down to like, you win as a team, you lose as a team. That's what Lewis said. And that's one thing he always does well is like acknowledge that it's a team game, Yeah, uh, which I, I don't have any, I don't have anything bad to say about him on that front. Like they, he wasn't being a dick by staying out. I don't think, I think it was the right call to stay out and then give it a try we saw charles doing it and then it was like after a while they saw charles dropping off and they're like "Kay lewis we're seeing this isn't going to work out and he went in so uh, yeah added a little spice to the race i guess you could say um but overall i don't think it was as crazy as they made it out to be yeah yeah yeah, blown out of proportion british media i think there was cooler parts in the race than that moment that's what i was trying to say like Like, the checo lewis battle the checo lewis battle was epic there was you watch, you see, you'd argue that like two of the most talented drivers when it comes to just like placing their cars and racing with room um, with each other. And Lewis ended up kind of skirting him into the pit, oh. the pit pylon a little bit. But Checo, how epic was it that he like went around the pylon and just kept going? Like, yeah. So oh, cool. yeah. yeah. And it was just great to see a yeah, clean battle too, like where no one, 
no DNF or anything like that. Yeah. Well, thank God Turkey has a lot of room because yeah. they were not leaving each no. other a, a millimeter. But that's what you want to see, right? Like yeah. racing wheel to know, wheel, wheel to wheel. Exactly. Yeah. Nice little plug for ourselves here, but well, old pod, old pod, <laughs> <laughs> old pod yeah. And but um, go ahead. I was gonna say the one thing I absolutely love whenever they bring on a former driver, Jensen Button on the pod on the the broadcast was that. Crofty was like, I don't think Lewis gave Sir or no Sergio didn't give Lewis much space, and Lewis was the one who almost sent him to go get a tire change. Yeah, and yeah. then Jensen was like, No, I think it was the other way around. Yeah, I yeah. think Lewis was the one who was kind of squeezing him, considering that Checo almost went for a tire change. So it was, it was <laughs> again, it's just except for Damon Hill, that guy's a wanker. That guy's a I do not like him whatsoever. But having Jensen Button, Nico Rosberg. Anyone but Damon Hill, basically. Anybody but Damon Hill. Okay, and maybe Paul Doris, the mediums. <laughs> the medium tires. It's good to have a former driver on the I wouldn't even call the, Paul Doris a... a he's had like his, 20 races. He's 21 races yeah. over four seasons. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, about it, it, It's good to have like former drivers kind of get that perspective. Yeah, They're sure. not trying to just like flare, flare it up a little bit exactly. more than what it is. They're not but, trying to add unnecessary yeah. stuff. Uh, pump yeah, that battle was solid by both of them. Like yeah. gave each other this proper space. It was a sick battle. And Checo did what he had to do for Max. So like it, it was a sick battle. Yeah, for sure. Well, he's even doing what he did for himself. For himself, ended up, yeah. Ended up probably letting him stay up in that top three. So, um, yeah, the back half of the grid, we saw, honestly, if you guys watched the onboards for their YouTube channel for Formula One, there was some really cool racing that was done by the two Alfa Romeos. Unfortunately, it didn't really come out to anything. There was some nice overtakes. Kimi Raikkonen had a really cool start to the race. So, if you guys are bored, and you definitely want to check that video uh, out, and it gives you a little bit more insight on some other stuff that happened in the, the Grand Prix. Um, Williams had a tough weekend. Fernando Alonso had a really nice qualifying, but unfortunately was met with Pierre Gasly in the turn first one incident. turn one, and yeah, there were some penalties there. I don't know. I don't want to get into the whole penalty debate again. I feel like we yeah. do that too often, but unfortunate for him to be punted down the order. Uh, I think he probably was on for like a top seven finish again. He's he's looking yeah. epically. Got good. himself a penalty. And did you see that yeah. that picture afterwards? He's apologizing to Mick, like gave him a hug. I did. I that love that. That was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's probably like twice his age. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we obviously last note we want to mention Valtteri getting the fastest lap as well. He doesn't normally take the fastest lap out of the, mm. the top three guys there that usually go for it. So. They weren't telling him to stop that time. They yeah, didn't abort. Him. They didn't abort that one. Um, he was up in some clean air, so it was good to see. Yeah, yeah but overall, it was kind of a meh race. But meh race yeah, that so. gave you everything. I mean, like, you know, there's nothing, I would say. Yeah, nothing, like, crazy. Yeah, like, it was It was just, um, I guess it was neutral. I don't know how else yeah. to describe it, but. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So give a quick update on the uh, constructors and driver standings. We obviously mentioned that Mercedes took a bit of a chokehold uh, in the last few races. But having Checo up there did help a little bit. So it's still within reach. A couple yeah. DNFs, you never know. Exactly. 36 well, points. Yeah. And then we obviously, the other battle to mention is that seven, seven and a half point lead that Mer, uh, McLaren still has over Ferrari. But it's going to be a tooth... Uh, a tooth biter, a nail biter. <laughs> it's gonna be a biter. tooth biter. It's gonna be a nail biter. Oh man, we even have a battle for P five on our hands too. If you, <laughs> you really want to <laughs> dig yeah. deep, yeah, Renault and Alpha Tauri. Yeah. So that that would be a, it'll be it'll be a nice finish for go, exactly. them going across the pond. And it's and, something to work for for the mid tier teams, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And as mentioned, Max Verstappen heads out of Turkey this year. 
with a lead in the driver's standings over Lewis Hamilton. Six points there. Six-point lead, but it's still a lead, and Lewis hasn't clinched yet. So um, Valtteri takes a little bit of a stranglehold on P3 as well with 177 points now. So mm-hmm. nice to see him get a race win. Um, yeah. Perez yeah, we, gets a little bit closer to Lando Norris. Now 10 points behind him with uh, 135 points to Lando's 145. Yeah. And we got the two Ferrari boys and Daniel Ricciardo bringing up the top eight. And then, obviously, Pierre and Fernando, who have been two of the best drivers in non-top teams this year. So the standings really do actually paint a good picture of how the year's been this far. And we think that it's only going to continue to get better. So Let's see how it goes across the pond coming over to our time zone. Oh, It's going to be weird seeing something not at, like, 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll be weird this... I think two weekends from now. We but. can have a beer while we watch the race. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we could, well, we could have had a lot of beers if Suzuka was still on the calendar at 1 a.m. But, yeah. sure, that but we, 1 I mean, 3 p.m. we could make it work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. certainly. It'll be 5 o'clock somewhere. 5 o'clock somewhere every day. Although I guess you could say that for our 8 a.m. starts too. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. so it'll be, it'll be nice to see yeah. some uh, some races over in, in the Americas. Yes, for we'll sure. We'll go from there. And it'll be our first... Our I'm first watching a live U.S. Grand Prix on the TV. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen that one before. Yes. I think our first time watching a live race on this side of the pond. Yeah, outside yeah. of, outside yeah. of Europe. With COVID last year, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, I, pretty, I guess the, like the denser countries are. Was that even, yeah. But on, on our, our side, side, North America. Yes. Yeah, ish, yes. ish area. Across the pond is what it matters. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So, yeah, we're really excited to see the U.S. Grand Prix. That first sector is going to be absolutely epic to watch. So, oh, yeah. Uh, tune in to our race review for that in a couple weeks and we will talk to you guys then deuces ciao